Welcome back to Made in March. Today is Friday, January 8th, and as promised, we did not have a eight-day, nine-day hiatus like we did over uh, the holidays. So we are back, um, I think our last podcast was, what, three days ago? Yeah, on Monday. Yeah, so not too long, but in that time span, we did get another Christmas gift. Someone wrote us another five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Correct, and that is from Taco.Fall. Quite a creative name dating back to last year, or two years ago, sorry in college basketball, and the title of it is Must Listen. I've had my fair share of college basketball podcasts, but let me tell you, this one right here has it all. It's funny, educational, and super intriguing. These guys really know what they're talking about. I'm calling it that this podcast will blow up one day. It's worth a listen. Hashtag Garza Goggles. So I mean, That's just a great ending to an incredible review. Exactly. I mean, the Garza Goggles shows that you are an avid listener of this podcast. Agreed. Getting in on one of our inside jokes. And, yes. and also that brings us up to 29 ratings, and we have had five stars on all 29 ratings. So if you are just listening and tuning in for the first time, uh, this should show you that we are a pretty good podcast. We know our stuff. We made predictions from the beginning of the year um, that have kind of panned out pretty well. So you're going to want to be here, especially when March rolls around. Absolutely, absolutely. We expect to... Uh, only grow, stocks only go up. Dave Portnoy. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Made in March Podcast, underscores between each word. So we left off um, after the Monday night games. We talked about uh, not too many games that night. We had 14 West Virginia knocking off Oklahoma State, things like that. Loyola getting canceled with Loyola Bradley. Um, MVC watch a, out. A tough scene, them. yeah. We wanted to watch uh, some MVC. of the best teams in the MVC battle it out. Yeah, so then games we got to go over this week. Going through Tuesday or going Tuesday through Thursday, um, a game I wanted to highlight. Uh, it doesn't seem that significant, but Toledo at Kent State. Toledo improves to nine and three, and they're playing pretty good basketball. So their three losses are actually to really good teams. They lost to Bradley by two points, Xavier by three points, and then they lost to Michigan. Remind me of what the, conference that we're talking about here. I believe. Is this hashtag Maction? I believe. I think they're Mid American. No, it's Mid American. Mid American conference. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's the Mac. Maction. Yeah. Yeah, Maction. Yeah, Maction. Hashtag Maction. Maction. Yeah, so yeah. Out, of the, out of the Mac, we talked about the Mac last year. We liked Akron coming out of the Mac. Oh, Akron was good last year. zippity doo does. <laughs> zippity doo does indeed. So Toledo, team to watch out for because they've lost to some pretty good teams. Bradley only very close, and we all love Bradley here. Um, and then Xavier, who was in the rankings the next couple weeks. And then and a power five team. And then, yeah. yeah, and then an undefeated Michigan team. And then they have nine wins to compensate for those three losses. So watch out for this Toledo team, and then to get into more undefeated mid-majors, Winthrop also wins on Tuesday, and they are 9-0. and Yeah, Winthrop's probably the cream of the crop in the Big South, yeah. but at the end of the day, the Big South never really does too it's pretty, much. It's, they seem like a perennial 15 seed. Mm, more, like, like more like a 13-14, but a week 13-14. I, I don't know. Winthrop, they're looking all right, but they're going to have to... They can't lose too many games if they want to inspire any hope from me, at least. That's true. It's valid. I feel like they were 14 just a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, warmed up in our high school gym, if you guys remember. They did, yeah. That was they actually kind of cool. Um, and then we get into 18 Texas Tech coming back at home, um, trying to bounce back from a loss. <clears throat> they beat. They take care of Kansas State pretty easily, 82-71. We all expected that. Kansas State, <clears throat> more or less a Division two team. They're not very good. Indeed, and then... So I mean, what happened to Kansas State? Like, only a few years ago, they were like... Yeah, they, they, West, they made the Elite Eight. Yeah. They were a four seed. They had Wesley Wundu. Um, they had... They made Dean the Wade, Elite Eight when Dean they were like Wade. eight, nine seed, yeah. 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 Barry Brown. Well, Barry they also Brown. they also played UMBC in the they, second that, round, if you remember. That's when UMBC that's, beat yeah. Virginia. That's yeah. a good point. 
But um, still, nonetheless, they've kind of fallen off pretty yes. hard these past two years. Yeah. Very bad. Which is which is really sucks for them, given that the Big Twelve is really starting to come on. Yeah. Uh, as a conference. And Wesley, Texas Tech, you've always kind of been a Texas yeah. Tech guy. How do you feel about them? Mm. They've fallen off a little bit since beginning of the year. They looked more promising, but they still have a lot of pieces. Mac McClung's a great piece. So is Terrence Shannon. He's kind of the key to their team. It's kind of a wait and see, especially in the Big Twelve. I don't. I think they're they're a top five team in the Big Twelve, but. Can they win enough big games to get a higher seed where they have a real shot at making a semi-deep run in the tournament is the real key. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I mean, I feel like Chris Beard is a phenomenal can, coach. He's a great coach. He can carry them a certain ways. How far? I don't we know. We don't know. Yep. It's going to come down to can their guards play well because they're a guard-driven team. We'll yeah. see. We'll can, see if they can get some wins against big teams. And can Mac McClung figure out how to shoot the ball? I mean, he did this game. He shot it pretty well, 6 for 11. He was 2 for 6 from 3, which is actually decent for him. But if he can play better from the perimeter, I think that Texas Tech could be a really scary team. Uh, then we got Clemson, 19 Clemson at home against NC State. Get a win in overtime. Amir Sims did not play all that well throughout the Except game, but showed up in overtime. He showed up in overtime. They just fed him the ball. They- and if you guys remember, we previewed this game, our last podcast. The line was negative five. And I said, I think NC State covers, but Clemson wins. Boom. What do you know? NC State covered. Um, and Devin Daniels, actually, he might not be a player you know about. Sneaky good player for NC State. Sneaky good player. 18 that game. 18 and 10. Yeah. Nice double-double. Double-double for a guard. 10 rebounds. Yeah. Um, but also, off the bench, Wesley, you like a player from Clemson off the bench. Yeah, Nick Honor. Nick Honor. Nick Honor. Is, he was he was playing well. I don't know if he shoots the ball this well normally. He was I think he was 5 for 6 from 3. Yeah, 8 for 11 from the field, yeah. I don't know if he's normally. Ooh, like he a, caught fire. He though. caught fire. Yeah, it could was, be like that guy Brandon Johnson on yeah, sort of kind of where, scenario. Just, just lightning in a bottle. Just yeah. kind of <laughs> the flash in the pan. But. Yeah, but we'll see. Maybe he could. I mean, it's a great bench piece to have for a Clemson team that I would have never expected to be ranked this season. Yeah, me too. They've really kind of surprised me it's this a year. Weird. They're at the top of the ACC still. And in a weaker ACC conference, we also need to say. But, but still, it's top of the ACC. It's still an ACC conference with some big-name coaches and teams. So, Yeah, indeed. And then with only one starter in double digits, those bench points were much needed in a close game against a good team in NC State. In my opinion, a sneaky underrated team in yeah. NC State. Um, and then Kentucky does something they haven't done all year. Uh, they picked up two wins in a row. By Rare. Beat, by beating Vandy by three on the road. Barely. Let's Barely. Uh, let's just flash the alarms real quick. Uh, Kentucky is undefeated in SEC play this year. Against they are Mississippi two- State <laughs> and Vanderbilt. They're 2-0. Big Man. Blue Nation. Name the last time Vanderbilt has been above 500 in the SEC. You'd probably have to go back to the 1800s because... I know <laughs> no. for sure. They, no, they, they were a nine seed earlier, that played yeah. Northwestern in an eight nine matchup like four years but ago. But were they above five hundred SEC? Qu- Ooh, questionably. Ah, that's actually Mississippi State did also just beat Missouri. By the way, yes, Mississippi State is not a terrible. It's not. It's not. A, it's a it's mediocre yeah. win. But these aren't like great wins for Kentucky. But it is nevertheless two SEC wins. Do we see the tides turning for them at all? I mean, yeah, Toppin, yet. I don't. See Obi it Toppin's yet. brother on their team. He was kind of a nice glue guy down the stretch for that game. Do we think he can contribute? And have Big Blue Nation be better? We'll see. Because in their next, I think, five games, they have Florida, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, LSU, and Bama again. And then Texas. So that's a tough stretch, I would say. I think they need to win at least half those to, like, have me convinced that they could be making a run back to it. I mean, that local guy coming off the bench again. Yeah, he played well again. 14, Dante Allen. Yeah. Freshman from Kentucky. I mean... They need this guy needs more minutes because he is more efficient than a lot of players have been on this. Just team. about the only shooter they have though, which is 
And Dave Gunnitz, obviously. But BJ Boston with another letdown game, too, though. Three for nine from the field, six points. It's I, turning it into, like, I expect him to let down, and if he plays well, I'm surprised, rather than the other way around. I kind of, like, I don't know. feel bad for BJ Boston, because he got so hyped up, and now he's just getting torn a new one on yeah, every social bad. media platform. It's bad. But I feel bad for him, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's his job to play basketball. He's got to step up his game. Especially as a high recruit, you got a lot of expectations coming in. He has done nothing but let them down. Player on Vanderbilt that kind of kept him in this game and made it really competitive, Scottie Pippen Jr., 18 points. He's averaging 22 per game this year. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of the wow. bright spot. And maybe... Is he a freshman? Op- yeah, maybe. Op- yes. Maybe opening the door for the future of Vanderbilt basketball. I don't know why he would choose to go to Vanderbilt. Maybe he wants a great education or something. I don't know. But... If he's doing Man, that, you've just been trashing Vanderbilt. <laughs> just well, they're like, not a sports school. They do not. Well, they are a sports school, but not for basketball and football. Yes, they're correct. like a golf, golf school. That's baseball. They're baseball, baseball too. Baseball, always yeah. unbelievable. They had like 12 players go in the draft one year. but Not the two major sports, though, I guess. Yes, correct. Uh, and then we have some more SEC action. Great game. Florida goes on the road to Alabama. And uh, Alabama beats them kind of handily. Yeah, he, yeah I believe pulls away early in the second half. Florida was favored in this game, right? Yeah, and Luke, you you were kind of trying to sell us all on Florida. You said they should win this game handily, and they got absolutely trounced. I didn't say they should win the game handily. Credit to Alex. Alabama's Alex team. picked this game. Alex did pick this. Alex game. was the only one that picked Alabama this game. Uh, he cannot be here today, but he he successfully picked Alabama, um, and I mean Alabama won eighty six seventy one against a Florida team who I actually still like. I mean, I don't know about you guys. What do you think happened that game? Were they just not shooting the ball well or what? I mean, they shot under 40%, which is never going to help. Um, they shot well from three. but I think it was more a defensive breakdown for Florida this yeah. game, uh, which can happen with a team like Alabama. Like, I mean, that high-powered, they have potential high-powered offense. They showed it. Yeah. It's, the way, it's the way Nate Oates likes to... Coach teams. He likes, he likes, high, to, play he likes to run yes. up and down the floor. He likes to run quick offenses. I tell, offenses I tell you, I look, I look forward to That's an Alabama-Arkansas matchup. I do too. Because that, that'll be a good one between two teams that are kind of probably going to end up being on the bubble a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I'm actually point. extremely intrigued. And then an upset, a potential upset that I picked that didn't quite happen was Iowa State at 4 Texas. Texas squeaks by by six points over the Cyclones. But this was a pretty close game. That's two games in a row now. That mm-hmm. Iowa State has played against Baylor and Texas, two top five teams in the nation. And they've shown up. That they have shown up and actually put up a good fight. Luke, you said it last podcast, you said Iowa State, they are a pretty athletic team. Maybe not that talented, that skilled, but they're athletic. And I think that that might be conducive to possible upsets later in Big 12 play. I agree. I don't, think, I don't see them as a tournament team. No, by no means. I don't either. But they could pull some upsets in the Big 12, I guess, or that's a good point. Yeah, that's I mean, point to make. once it got down the stretch of that game, the guards didn't play as well as they had <laughs> earlier in the game. Um, so that obviously didn't help. But Solomon Young had a big game, 6 for 10 with 13 points, 8 rebounds. Um, and he had two blocks. One of them was to block a major dunk that could have gone in for Texas. And Iowa State's doing it all without four-star freshman Xavier Foster. He got four minutes this game because he's coming back from injury, so they're kind of working mm-hmm. him back. But ordinarily, he's getting like... 15, I mean, that's all the more minutes. when he's back and healthy. Once again, I'm not saying Iowa State. Iowa State's going to be in the tournament. Who knows? Maybe not even an IT. But they're athletic enough where they could pull Spooky up upsets. some relative upsets in Big 12 play. Yeah, so if you sure. see them pulling upset, don't get too worried about the team that they beat, even though the Iowa State is, what, 2-6 and six now? Yeah, yeah. Get, if you're looking at the record, you're, you're thinking, wow, this team sucks. But 
They've played some good teams. They're in a very competitive conference, so yeah, yeah. So, so you never Don't know. They're they're not Nebraska in the Big Ten. They're not that bad. Exactly. That's kind of what I was more getting at. Exactly. They're not just like an absolute joke, like Nebraska obviously is. <laughs> like Nebraska, clearly a joke. Yes. And By I, the way, guys, is Nebraska are they elected into our meme team club? Are we officially ready to call Nebraska a meme team? Yeah. Because I'm. Ready. I think I'm too. All right. I'm about ready. It's it's bad. I think. What did they put up the, like the BP some BPI net ranking one. or something? They're one net ranking. They're one eighty and net ranking and all the other Big Ten teams top are top are top eighty one. Eighty one. So Michigan and Michigan State. State's actually eighty one, and then Northwestern's fifty one. Penn State's at like thirty seven. They're like really they're something. Okay, but high. the net is weird because it the net so. had Colgate ranked like thirtieth, even though they're only one and one. That's yeah, a little weird. And they only played two games. That's a little weird. So yeah, it doesn't take into account. I guess games played or like yeah. strength. Yeah, so that's why the net, I don't really follow the net but, that much. But what I'm more s- of a Ken Palm guy personally. Yes, that's fair. But what we see in the Big Ten, and even they had 13 teams, top 15 Ken Palm, what we see in the Big Ten is that Nebraska's an outlier in every single ranking. Yes, yes that's fair. That so, is fair. And meme we, team eligible. And we mentioned it last meme podcast. Team Boom, they're going up on the wall of meme teams. Yep. Right next to the wall of bowl predictions. And I mean... Nebraska, we talked about it last podcast. Uh, if you're a big guy, you want to play in the Big Ten. Um, maybe not if you're on Nebraska. Because when you're a team that just doesn't have that much support around you, going up against some of these guys. You're going to get dominated. You have play, player of the year, likely player of the year, and Luca Garza, a guy who's emerged as freshman of the year, potentially Hunter Dickinson. It's, and then you have Travion Williams. You know, we Kobe Colbert. Kobe Kobe you can, you can go Johnson. on. You can go, go on. on and on. Every team has a good big guy except Nebraska. Yeah, it's just, just tough. I mean, Bradley Roby. Le- or Isaiah Roby left last year, and yeah. he was kind of the decent big guy, but now they have nobody. Uh, but then big upset, we kind of talked, touched on it about a couple minutes ago. Uh, Missouri State or Missouri goes on the road to Mississippi State, who's a 78-63. Mississippi State looked pretty good this game. It did. What was the final score of this game? 78-63. Yeah, okay, so I was watching this game, and I think Missouri, they were up a they were up decent 12 amount and of half. half. They half. had one of the worst second halves ever, like oh. – but Nebraska, yeah, just it'll 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 later be tough. But yeah. but it was an awful awful second half. They couldn't make anything, and I'm willing to say that they are possible frauds. They have too many off shooting nights where they just shoot like thirty yes. percent. They can lose on any night. Yes, to anybody more or less. Also, a little known fact about Missouri: they actually have Parker Brown, who is brother of Christian Brown, um, the Kansas star. <laughs> he had a whopping zero points that game. Yeah, I mean, hey, it was just kind of a little fun fact I fun noticed. <laughs> Not saying he's a stud out there or anything. Just a brother of a brother of a good player. But hey, fun fact, and honestly, I've said it before, I'll say it again. SEC has teams that can compete, in my opinion. They can compete with even even bigger teams than a lot of people think. And I know that Kentucky was 1-6, and six, now they're 3-6, but even in a lot of their losses, they did compete, except for maybe the Richmond game. That was the only one. Or Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech? Wasn't that, wasn't that a closer game? I think they lost by 15 still. Jeez. Well, but, you know, you know, they you know Luke, there's a lot of better teams in the yes. SEC than Kentucky that you can wrap your arms around for that argument. I think Kentucky was a poor choice there. I think Kentucky might finish in, like, the top three, though, of the SEC because they're starting to get their mojo together a little bit more. That's a wait-and-see kind that's of moment. A, a couple wins does a lot for your well, confidence no matter that's who true. they're over. That's well, a good not point. B.J. Boston's confidence, obviously. Well, <laughs> I mean, after how many dud games can we really expect a lot out of him? No. Yeah. Um, but then we got... Big Ten basketball never disappoints, but Rutgers the, did disappoint. It. They laid an egg on the road at Michigan State in a top 25 matchup. 
bad. Rutgers just, you might want to list the final score for that. 68, 68 to 45, Michigan State in East Lansing. Rose this Lansing. was two terrible halves of basketball for Rutgers. Awful. And oh. in the second half, Rutgers was, they were done. You could see it in their eyes. They had kind Miles of Johnson gave up with about up. five minutes Speaking left. Speaking of game. Miles Johnson, I want to talk about him for a little bit. Yes, he gave up, and that disappointed me. You know what also disappointed me? That he was 0 for 7 on free throws. Yep. Rutgers has always had a free throw shooting problem. They have all year. Yeah. And honestly, it's only gotten worse and worse and worse. They rank like 300-something in free throw percentage. You're not going to win too many big yeah. games if you do that. You're straight up not going to. I think, hot take, Miles Johnson, I might have to add you on Twitter. You need to shoot your free throws granny style. I think he needs to. Anything is better than 0 for 7. Give it a try. I've seen him airball free throws. I've seen him like clank them off the yeah, backboard. It's bad. Try something. Whatever he's doing is obviously not working. I was mean, it Rick Barry that shot? Was it that? Who's the guy who shot between his legs, granny style? There are a lot of people that actually have done that. And not only are there a lot of people that have done it, there are even Successful. more people who should have done it. Like yeah. Shaq. Shaq should have probably done it. But he was too masculine and too ashamed to. But Miles Johnson, I hated how he gave up out there. And I hated even more how much he sucked at free throws. Miles Johnson, get it together. But not only him, all of Rutgers, an embarrassing game, really. Bad. 35% from the charity stripe that game. That's they got a, and they got out-rebounded by 20. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. bad. It, show, it, that's shows, bad. it shows that they just kind of gave up. They did. They totally did. I mean, they got dominated by Michigan State, especially Tito, Aaron Henry. He had a really nice game. He did. He did have a good game. But Michigan State all around. I mean, Michigan State didn't even look like they were mm-hmm. like playing at their top, top peak, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And, but, I mean, everyone knows that I'm Rutgers ride or die this year. Still always will be. But I will point out where their flaws are, and they have a serious flaw in free throw shooting. Serious flaw. They do. That's true. Yeah, Rocket Watson start this game, and neither did Foster Lawyer, which I thought was kind of shocking. Neither of those guys start. start like that often, though. I, well, at the beginning of the year, Foster Lawyer started, and then Rocket Watts started over him. And now neither, neither of them were started. starting. That's true. And Foster Lawyer only had five minutes now. And he I was mean, he, playing, didn't, he didn't need to get any minutes. Play. Well, yeah, but he was playing a lot more at the beginning of the year. Which I think, I mean, Izzo, Izzo figures his teams out, so I'm going to trust Izzo with it, yeah, obviously. that's a good point, actually. Um, kind of interesting storyline to see where it goes. Um, how about another choke job in the Big East when we were mentioning uh, Mizzou choking? Uh, Marquette choked hard to UConn, who's a very sneaky team out of the Big East. Bad. That was a bad choke. And they're up eight and a half. They're up eight and a half. And then extended their lead going out of, coming out of halftime and choked it bad. What was the, do you know the highest score they were up by? Was it like? 12 or 15, something like, something high, but they, they Marquette was up 18 points. 18! And then what was the final score of the game? 65-54 UConn. Yeah. I mean, Marquette, just an awful second half for them, or as you said, like, last part of the second half. Maybe they came out of the second half fine, and then they, boom, they just hit a wall. Yeah, it was... Which, yeah, it's a classic Marquette. It's kind of a classic Marquette. Kind of. But UConn also kind of just... They caught fire a little they bit. Did. In that and it wasn't half. even James Book. It they, Book they being Tyler Polly. He's always been the three-point guy, but I've never seen him shoot like he did. Yeah, exactly. He, five for eight from deep, but he hit those five like almost right in a row, it seemed like. And then he was driving to eight for 12. He had 23 up the bench for UConn. And then Whaley in the starting lineup. Hit a double-double. Double. Yeah. double-double, 15 and 13. I mean... That was needed because James Booknight, their best player, got Played. hurt really early in the game. Yeah, and he, and he was shooting bad too, so. Mm-hmm. Three for 12 was yeah. six points. That's not typical Booknight for UConn to win without him. That makes me buy into this UConn team. I kind year. of am starting to buy into them as well. Although the Big East is the, having a down year, pretty big down year, I'd say, other than Villanova. I like UConn to make some noise, and I'd say I, I see them making the tournament fairly easily. As and like I, an eight or nine and I honestly like James Booknight as Big East player of the year. 
It's either Chelsea. him. It's either him, Mamu, or Zeg. Zeg hasn't played that well. Possibly Gillespie, Gillespie slash Robinson Earl, one of the Villanova guys. I don't guys. think, but I don't think they're either one of those Villanova guys are make bigger impact than either other one. I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain because, that. Because Villanova has two guys, two who are guys both that contributing plays a, a team, lot, who plays and then a and team then more. There's um, no UConn like, and Booknet's kind of the only. Seton Hall, yeah, yeah, they each have one guy who does it all. Yeah, it's kind of like in college football a few years ago when you had Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle in the same backfield rushing for insane numbers, but it's so they would have been Heisman candidates. Had it not been for the other guys, the other guys yeah. take 50-50 split. Yep. Um, but then point. Kansas, number six Kansas, bounce, bounces back on the road against, I think it was eight and a nine and two TCU team. Somehow uh, they nine bounce, and two. They bounce back in a big way, winning 93 to 64. And TCU was, I mean, I feel like the line was only Kansas favored by like five. Yeah. I think it was five. Yep. <laughs> yeah, which, which was, we, we, I mean, we, we pointed that out. We said, this is not a very good line. I bet on Kansas. Yeah, we all said Kansas going to cover this game. Yeah. Yes, for sure. With flying colors. So no real surprise there. No surprise, yep. But no Kansas is I mean, back to their true self, I'd say. A better showing of who they really are. True Bill self. Nice. There you go. There you that go. That was tasteful, Luke. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> then we get into uh, Wednesday's games, and another choke happens in the ACC. Syracuse loses at home to Pitt after being up big. They held like the whole game. They held Pittsburgh to 18 points in the first half, and they lost the game. Syracuse did not trail until 152 in this game. That's a disappointment. <laughs> That's a That's disappointment. A huge disappointment, especially for being up 18. Syracuse's largest lead with 18. Pitt's largest lead, three. What they won by. I mean, I did not get a chance to watch this game. Did Pitt did just catch fire in the second half, or what happened? Was the Q's zone just not working? I mean, Q's kind of went stagnant on offense. They couldn't hit. They couldn't okay. hit shots. I mean, Alan Griffin, Joseph Girard weren't shooting the ball well. Buddy Beheim shot the ball especially poorly this game. He went three for twelve and two for ten from deep. I feel like Buddy's that's not typical playing, Buddy numbers. I, don't, I feel like he's not been playing well this season as a whole. Do you think there's just like too much on his like plate this year? Too much like attention, like they're forcing him to. Yeah. Play. Mm-hmm. Is Dolajai still on the team or no? Yeah, he's still there. He had nine. Nine and six. Eh, with Dolajai, though, I mean, I guess I can't pin it on that, really. I don't know, Because yeah. it's not like you can just zone and, in on Buddy Bayon. And Joseph yeah. Girard's still there. He's been there for a couple years. I mean, it's... I don't know. I still like this Syracuse team. I think that it was an unfortunate choke at home. I don't think it happens much, but I think... I think that their offense has shown, like, sparks of stuff. Yes. But they haven't, like, shown a continued... Like, that they dominance. can yeah. make some noise or make the tournament... I think I think that with the ACC being kind of as open as it is, it's possible. Uh, they, yeah. It's definitely possible for them to catch fire, and I'd say That's there's true. actually good possibility with the way when they're on, the way they shoot the ball, mm-hmm. um, for That's them for them point. to catch fire. Uh, so I so I'm optimistic about Syracuse. I don't know if you guys are as optimistic mm. as I am, but, but I'm big, a hold right now. Big win for Pitt, though. I mean, that's they're six and two now. I think they beat Northwestern. Um, who also choked that one away, but Northwestern likes to choke games away, as we'll get to later. <laughs> um, but then we go to the A-10. Richmond gets a bounce-back win, improves to 8-3 and three over the Rhode Island Rams after getting upset. Um, and then we go to probably one of the bigger games of the night. 19 Virginia Tech goes on the road to unranked Louisville. And I think most of us took Louisville in this I game. Had Louisville. I believe all of us took Louisville. Yeah, and Louisville, Louisville won by two points over Vatek. Yeah, they squeaked it out. Um, and at the end, it was... Virginia Tech, they were making a little bit of a comeback. They were down 10 mm-hmm. with, like, five, six minutes to play. And they started coming back because they actually had a guy on their bench go off for, like, 23 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. This guy was 
He was feeling himself out yeah, there. Yeah, Jalen Cohn. Yeah. He was, he was on fire. But at the end of the day, um, Louisville's experience really showed up, especially in their experience with Carleek Jones. Yes. He's a senior transfer from Radford, Radford I believe. Radford is it, yep. He, he just plays so cool, calm, and collected out there. I really like Carleek Jones. Also, David Johnson, too. Yeah. Not the football player. But they, no, have, a good, yes. they have a good guard duel at Louisville. And I think... You could see. I mean, they're they're an eight and one team right now. Yeah, Louisville is not bad, and their one loss came to Wisconsin when they lost by about a billion points. But they also did. Carly <laughs> Jones did not play in this game, and I maybe David Johnson. Might yeah, have I think. Not, they, oh, David Johnson did. Carly Jones for sure did. They not They had go. COVID problems or yes, something like yes, that. Yes, they did. So but they were still, not. So they were nowhere near full strength. But versus still, the Badgers, but it wouldn't have mattered even if they were. It wouldn't. Have, it wouldn't have mattered. How about the big forward stepping up for Louisville? Uh, Jalen Withers uh, was sixteen points and twelve points. Yeah, he had boards. a nice That's game a big, as well. Big double double. I kind of like this Louisville team. I know that Chris Mack, Chris Mack's a good coach. I mean, I'm not saying that they're like world beaters or anything, but I, I like the way that they play. I think they have to get a good matchup in March if they want to make make a run, you know? I agree. Because a team, oh, yeah, a team not, like Wisconsin... I'm nowhere near saying that they're going to make a run by any means, yeah, but I, I think they're a decent team. A defensive team like Wisconsin, if they have to play teams that have that identity, like Wisconsin, Virginia, teams like that, they're not going to match up well, and it's probably not going to go too well for them. But mm-hmm. if they get a road where even... Potentially Iowa, I'd say they have a better chance to beat Iowa than a lot of other teams just with the way Iowa plays defense and their identity. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and then we get back into the SEC. Arkansas at number nine, Tennessee. This was a great game. The Hogs back and forth, just all, barely dropped it. I mean, I thought the officiating was kind of poor in this game from, from watching it. But from a neutral perspective, from a neutral perspective, just even, bad officiating all around, or for like a specific team. I mean, it calls started to kind of go Tennessee's way towards the end yeah. of the game. Uh, with but, that being said, though, Tennessee is a great team. Uh, they got the they got the win. Arkansas, but let's credit Arkansas where team. credit is due. They yes. were absolute hounds out there. Yes, at every corner, they were just boom. They were pushing Tennessee. They mm-hmm. were going after the ball, mm-hmm. diving for every loose ball out there. I mean, I. See, I like Arkansas both teams a fun here. team to watch. Arkansas is fun to watch. I like both watch. teams here. Not only a fun team to watch, they're a fun team to root for. Exactly. That's really the thing. Because I, I don't have any, I don't have anything against Tennessee, but I was rooting hard for the Hogs in this yeah. one when I was watching it. I didn't expect really to be rooting for a team that I'm watching. I just see the Hogs just out there just grinding. I was like, let's go Hogs, baby. Hop on the train. Moses Moody had one of his like worst games of the year, too, which is shocking because Arkansas only lost by five, and they were still in it for the majority of the game. Because Moses Moody's kind of their guy. And he went one for eight with six points. I think that Note guy or JD Note off the yeah, bench yeah. for Arkansas. He played well. He's yeah, a very 19. good piece for them, though. Yeah, they He's had a huge, huge, huge piece for them. They had two players on the bench in double figures. So Vanover had a nice little bounce back game with twelve points. So they're going to need Vanover to play well because he is kind of the only guy that can rebound on that team. Vanover needs to like eat some burgers because yeah, he's. he's- too skinny out He's there. He bones. gets pushed around by guys who are like seven inches shorter than him. Oh, e- with ease too. It's yeah. not even like if a guy is six nine, like even like two thirty, two forty. He's moving them with ease. It's bad, but he's. I'm going to say he is kind of overrated. I think we talk about him and over him too much. We talk about him because he's a goofy looking, he's a goof- funny. He's a funny there. looking guy with it. All funny like, looking his guy. Proportional portions, <laughs> or a, I don't know. It's just weird, though. but. He's extremely uncoordinated, though. Extremely. He's like a baby deer out there. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. But I Bambi. like this Tennessee He's team like Bambi. <laughs> That's his new nickname. Bambi. I like it. I like it. But this Tennessee team, they don't have, like, a stud, but they're a really well-rounded team. They're, they're Yeah, they're a good, like, they team. play they're good team, team basketball. basketball. Yes. Team basketball. There's no guy that can – I guess they don't have, like, a guy that can drop 30, I would say. 
No. Where, like, a lot of teams can have that, but they don't have anybody. They're just a great team. They're a... I think they're the winners of the SEC, in my opinion, for sure. And I, see. I, I, put it there. I can see that happening, yeah. Probably um, favorite at this point. At this point, for sure. We stay in the SEC with an absolute thriller between two solid teams going into it. Georgia on the road at LSU. LSU looking for a bounce-back win. Uh, get it done 94-92 in overtime. High-scoring game. That's kind of the scoring game. I think SEC basketball, other than a few select teams, maybe like Tennessee, I guess, can keep teams on the lower side. But SEC is a high-scoring conference for sure. Yes. Especially LSU. They play zero defense. And you, Wesley, you said you've been liking LSU. I have been liking LSU, especially with a very underrated freshman in Cameron Thomas. And they needed this win bad. Mm -hmm. Cameron Thomas did not have his best. He did not. He played bad, too. So it was good to see them pick up a win. I mean... Even though he did have 26 points still, he was a brick from three. Yeah, Javante, Which he had 26 points and is a bad game for him? Yes. Because he shot. He, 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 he gets to the line. He, he gets the line more than anybody else in college basketball. There's no question in my mind. He, he, I'm seeing him shoot 15 free throws a game, 10 to 15. He attacks the hoop. He, and he's a phenomenal free throw. I, I, I respect that. I, respect I won't lie. He caught fire at the end of the game, too, which also Helped was extremely helpful in improving his shooting percentage. <laughs> That's um, true. But the guy for LSU this game was pretty much Javante Smart, which who was creating a, a lot of the things. Uh, he was 7 for 13, yeah. 5 for 10 from deep, 21 points. And even watching that game, when the ball was in Smart's hand, you were like, this is going in the bucket or it's going to an open guy. Like, something's yeah. happening here. Kind of the antithesis of what I feel when I watch Kentucky basketball. This <laughs> shots fired. But, hey. Big shots fired. A big one, big one going on in the American that not many people would know of. Wichita State, the Shockers are not a bad team this year. Going on the road to 11 Houston. Lose 70-63, but it was close game for most of the time. I mean, Wichita State was up 31-25 at half. They led until about like 15 minutes, and then Houston just kind of took over because Wichita State had a scoring drought lasting from, like, 18.50 in the game to 12.50. So when you have a six-minute scoring drought against, you know, things, things will happen. against a top-15 <laughs> team, things yep. will happen. And they still managed to keep it within 10 points. So. I don't know how Wichita State has been as competitive as has they it? have been this year. That's a good point. Because they lost just about every player, aside from, like, one guy. Who's, the, who's their player that's been, like, okay this uh, We year? talked about him last podcast, Tyson Etienne. Yeah, Tyson Etienne. Etienne. He had another great game, 25 points, eight rebounds. Yeah, but he's about all they have. I mean, every every other person left, including Eric Stevenson and Greg <laughs> well, that, was, that was a godsend that Eric Stevenson. Yeah, that was, that was addition by subtraction, some yep. would say. That's true. That's just, a fair point. Just, uh, this Dexter Dennis guy stepped up this game at 18 points. He's their, he's their other guy, but... It's just it's kind of impressive how when Wichita State loses like nine there guys to transfers that they've at least been semi competitive. So good for Wichita State. Impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, their three losses are Missouri by ten, Oklahoma State by three, and Houston by seven. I've seen those three good losses. The worst resume that you can have, not the worst. Yeah, so much worse resumes you can have. Uh, I can see this Wichita State team if they play well down the stretch in the American. And be in the conversation for a bubble team, even like I, a 10 11 season. I don't see that happening. You don't think? I mean, do you want to throw a bull prediction up on that wall about Wichita State? I mean, I don't think so yet because the Americans are actually a really difficult conference to figure out this year. Yeah, I mean, other than Houston. Night, other than Houston, which is far and away the best team in the Americans. Especially after UConn left that conference. Yeah. It's kind of taken a little bit of a dive other than Houston. Still better than Pac 12, in my opinion. But oh, hey, 100%. Yes. 100%. I and a better agree. brand of basketball. Yep. Uh, but then we get to the game of the night, which was kind of not really a game. We talked about it last podcast. We thought it'd be close. 
16 Minnesota heads on the road to 10 undefeated undefeated Michigan. We knew it was going to be Dickinson versus Liam Robbins, and man, did Hunter Dickinson oh, get the better of that matchup. He dominated that matchup. And it wasn't even close. He I, he was playing bully ball. He's just a bigger. He's just bigger. Liam Robbins he's is just kind a, of a stretch forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hunter Dickinson is he's, a full blown post player. Yeah, he's just a piece of meat down he's in the paint. He's, he's just a, a slab of meat. of meat. He just killed Liam and, Robbins. And don't get me wrong, Liam Robbins can play physical basketball. We've seen it before. He they, he played pretty decent against Garza in that in that win That's that fair. they had That's over fair. Iowa. But I mean, Hunter Dickinson, he's a top two. He's fresh, here to stay. He's a top two freshman in college basketball this year, and he might be number one. Just with the resume, he's, he's putting up Garza-like numbers right now in the Big Ten, and Jalen Suggs is very good. I want to hate on that take, but I kind of can't, given what Hunter Dickinson's done in the Big Ten, no less. Exactly. Yes. In the competitive, competitive Big Ten, Not no only less. competitive Big Ten, but with all the big guys in the Big Ten he's gone up against, I mean, but they need he's to... impressive. He's shooting 73% from the field. I think that that's, that's that leads the Big Ten, if I remember correctly. That leads the Big Ten field goal. And field goal it does. It does lead the Big Ten. Yep. I mean, twenty-eight points and eight rebounds. This was just utter domination by Hunter Dickens in this game. Mm-hmm. And frankly, all of Michigan too. Libers with fourteen. Franz had twelve. It was everybody was doing their part. Eli Brooks and Mike Smith step up when they need to. They didn't shoot the ball bad. They had two points and seven points. They just didn't shoot it often because Mike Smith is more of like a defender, sort of. Yeah, Mike Smith knocked knocked down a three. He's one for one for three. It's it's just nice. This Michigan team, they all have roles. It seems like, and that's I attribute credit to Jawan Howard there. He's a he, phenomenal coach. He really develops roles. Do for we these think Jawan Howard's a possible coach of the year candidate? Yep. Yes, yep. I think he's the front runner right now. I think so too, especially with that Chris Collins choke job that just happened last night. Oh, okay. that's true. I was Chris Collins. In my opinion, he's Northwestern's coach, right? Yes, he was never in my contention for coach of the year really? personally. Juwan Howard is the clear-cut number one right now, for me at least. Everybody understands her role. I mean, Marcus Carr only had 14 this game. Liam Robbins only had five. Michigan just shut down. They stymied this entire Minnesota team. They did. They did. Not much else to say about it. So I don't know, Charlie, if you're hopping on the Michigan. I mean, I I kind of have. You did did pick Minnesota in this game, though. Did I really? Okay. I mean, Carr the star. We called him Carr the star last episode. Kind of had to hype it up. Um. But no, Luke, I'll give you a lot of credit. You called Michigan before they were even ranked. You said this Michigan team's better than people think. You pointed out Hunter Dickinson. You said this is a freshman people aren't talking about, but give it a month and they will. And you were right on both those two things. I mean, yeah, I'm bought in on Michigan. How can I not be at this point? Yeah, I mean, with this domination, the biggest story of the game was probably Eli Brooks losing his tooth. When he ran into some Minnesota guy, it went <laughs> flying like seven yards. Um, and go check our Twitter, follow us on Twitter. Just a reminder because... Pretty funny content there. <laughs> Eli Brooks has more lost teeth than Michigan has losses on the season. Um, so the Tooth Fairy better be very generous to Eli Brooks. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> uh, Duke's back in action for the first time in months, years, weeks, decades. <laughs> I don't know what to tell yeah. you. And, and they barely ooh. escaped Boston College at home. This Duke team is just not impressive to me. I mean, no. I'm just enjoying watching Duke not be good this year. The joke. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's like a, me with Virginia every year. I love watching Virginia suffer. Duke can also be And, like, there's a lot of Duke haters in this world. I wouldn't even consider myself one. But after Coach K's pretentious comments. You're a hater this season. This season, I would consider myself somewhat of a hater. I mean, how do you let all five players in Boston College's starting lineup score double figures? <laughs> Boston know. College that can't right. happen. Let's get a record check. Boston two College is two and eight. Yes, that's. It's almost time to unrank Duke. 
honestly, the seven and four team from the Big Ten is more impressive than a four and two team. Would the, right would now. the AP voters pull Duke out of the top twenty five with a win, given like Coach K and like all their previous Duke stuff? I don't think they would be at all. I I don't think so, but they there are definitely to teams to move up. I mean, Michigan yes. State's twenty three right now, and they just dominated Rutgers. So Michigan State should hop Duke in the rankings, yeah, especially because Duke hasn't played in a millennium. So yeah, which that's not fair. Maybe, maybe it was maybe it was Rust and were wrong about Duke, but we'll see. I don't know. We didn't see much from them before either. So uh, then we get into Oklahoma going on the road to Baylor. This is supposed to be a good matchup. We kind of all agreed that Baylor was going to come out, kind of blow them out after that poor performance against Ohio or Iowa State the game before, and that's pretty much exactly what they did. Baylor never trailed this entire game. No, and Baylor got off to a really hot start, too. I think they were up by, like, 10 points within the first few minutes. They have... What does Baylor not have? They have pretty much... They've ever been. Fantastic question. That's a great question. I think Bem and Gonzaga are the clear-cut top I mean, Baylor's... They've got... They've got... Depth too. I mean, I think yeah, they have a bench player. Uh, what's his name? Flag- Flagler. Mayer. Flagler. Or Flagler. Flagler. Mayer, Mayer, Mayer and Flagler both scored, yeah. du- both scored double digits this game. Flagler is the, the key to them, though, for off their bench. It's this this Baylor team is just fun to watch. Like I, I've said it before, say it again. I know I use that term a lot, but Baylor is my favorite to win the national championship right now, even over Zags. I would still go Zags personally. I mean, I think Baylor and Zags are the top two right now. Clear, yeah. It's about as clear as day. I'm not ready to pick one yet. I need to see a little bit more basketball. Good point. Agreed. Uh, and then 22 Virginia also struggles in the ACC against Wake Forest. Um, Wake Forest was up five at half. Virginia came back and won. Let's but, not say as much as I want to hate on Virginia because it's easy and funny. They did end up winning by nine. So it's not like yeah. they totally struggled the whole game. Yes, that's true. But still, it's Wake Forest. It is Wake Forest. <laughs> I mean, when, when all five starters um, score in double figures in, and you're Virginia, the way you play defense, if all your, all your starters score in double figures, you're very likely to win. As a Virginia basketball team, that kind of home. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Sam Hauser had a double-double. Um, you had Huff, Reese Beekman, Kihei Clark all scoring in double-double, or all scoring in double digits. So. Yeah, Beekman and Kihei are both in the starting lineup now. Yeah, I think actually that's, that's the right Interesting. Move. I think that's the right move. I think it probably them. is too. Uh, then, Blue Court Broncos, who mentioned him last episode, went big at home against Air Force. Uh, we just, Boise State's just going to dominate this conference. That's a good point. I, like, think. I think that's a great... And it's not going to be well, close. Well, I think it will be close because you have San Diego State and you have Utah State. Oh, Utah are, State is right. coming who are, along. Who are two teams that are not maybe necessarily great. I know you like San Diego State. Actually, I might like San Diego State more than Boise State. That's yeah. Could this be a two-bid Mountain West? I could easily see this being a two-bid Especially Mountain with West. no Ivy League, maybe. What, they could. Yeah, this could be a two-bid Mountain West. I, Boise State's my mid-major this year. I think Boise State is really good. I, they're, I'm they're making the bold, team. I'll make the bold prediction right now that Mountain West gets two bids. If that's Two-bid Mountain West? Two-bid Mountain West. If you guys want right. to hop on it, you can. I'll hop on yours, Luke. Two-bid Mountain West, ball yeah, prediction, me and you? Yeah. All right. I mean, Utah State's 5-0 and in conference play. Boise State's 5-0. and San Diego State's 2-1 and with that kind of, like, unfortunate loss. Where they were up 33-7. to Correct, against but Colorado State. <laughs> Colorado, it's unfortunate. It's sad, but hey, sometimes you get blitzed that's just a fair. little bit. Sometimes you get blitzed. Which is weird because they had blitzed them coming out of the gates. Ah, and that leads us into Thursday's games, where I would have called this upset if we recapped Thursday's games, but we had too much of a marathon podcast um, last time out. But Colorado at home takes care of 17 Oregon. 
Colorado improves to eight and three. Oregon is now eight and two. McKinley Wright, I've said it before, love this guy. He was talked about a lot last yes. year, and now nobody talks about him. That is so spot on, Luke. The Pac-12 this year is not very good. I mean, it's no secret. And yeah, because of this, a lot of the teams and players in the Pac-12 that are actually good... Get zero attention. Get zero attention. Way less love. McKinley Wright's a dog. Every team in the nation wishes they had a player like McKinley Wright, who gave his 100% out on the court every night and was willing to sacrifice his body going up for some of the layups he does. And he's a six-foot guard. Having a double-double with a rebound. Exactly. Like, he's a tough guy that's out there. A, that's and insane. It, as far as this game is concerned, Oregon has yet to win at Colorado in basketball in, like, a long time. I want to say, like, what eight years, something like it's, wow. it's like a, It's like a crazy stat. And it's not like Colorado's been some dynasty out there either. I mean, McKinley that's Wright. That's true. It's a good point. McKinley Wright leading the team in points, rebounds, and assists just goes to show his character. He is a dog. He's a dog. He's absolutely. He's the Pac-12 player of the year. I don't think, without question. But, I don't know. I would have to do a little bit of a deeper dive into Pac-12. Because, like, I love McKinley Wright, but it's not like he's putting up, like, 30 points a night or anything. That's true. He's more of just, like, a dog out there. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and people will hone in on McKinley Wright on Colorado because he's kind of their only guy. Big player, obviously. So, I don't really know that he's going to put up superb numbers compared to some other people, but... And more complete teams. But every team could use a player like McKinley Wright. Correct. Every single team in the nation. No matter who you have. Correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then total domination out in uh, College Park, Maryland. Um, Number five, Iowa goes on the road. They get down early. Fran, his head turned red like a tomato. (laughs) When they were down down like 12 or something? They were down like 10, and he was losing it. He had called like three timeouts in the first 10 minutes to just chew out his team. And then he finally got the right idea. Hey, let's put Keegan Murray in the ballgame. Yeah. Which is a great idea. idea. Hmm. Great. It's almost like we've been saying this for weeks to for our weeks. coach, Fran McCaffrey. Keegan Murray is such a nice piece for Iowa. I mean, what was his line that game? Six for nine, 12 points in 21 minutes and five rebounds. Yeah, I mean, he, one of the most underrated freshmen in the Man, Nunji does not deserve any minutes. Nunji actually played pretty well that game, in my opinion. When he came in, he provided a nice spark. When he yes, came that's Murray. true. He's a good defensive player, I'd say. This game was just, I mean, domination. It was Garza Goggles. Maryland did not score... They were up 10, and they didn't score for nine straight minutes after that. And then, uh, and then ended up, like, down 12 or something crazy. Jay Boat is back, baby. He's back, yeah. Six for nine from deep. Wow. Got 18 <laughs> points that game. Luca Garza, obviously, mm-hmm. 24 points. Like, that's, you know, standard night for Luca Garza. Yeah. Maybe even an off night for Luca Garza. But, but hey, he, once he started once He, he was start still dominating people. I saw one play in that game where there were four Maryland players around, around him. him in the paint. One person. And he just bodies his way up to the hoop and just lays the ball right in like it was nothing. One of the most underrated parts of his game is how well he seals defenders in the post. So he, he'll get the guy where all they have to do is drop it over the top and he catches and he's straight up. Yeah. He's, that's like half of his points are pass into a catch spin straight up. Yeah. He's really good at sealing and maneuvering quick moves as opposed to like long, gritty like power moves, I guess. And the really scary thing about Luka Garza is he's starting to figure out how to like split the double teams and how to how to beat the double teams which if he can beat double teams it's over i don't really know how you guard iowa with jaybo starting to shoot the ball like he did and Wieskamp and frederick had an off night with six points and two points and iowa won by 22 so this iowa team in my opinion is looking a lot better mm-hmm. um, especially with jaybo once J-Bo he once he hits his stride with keegan murray getting more minutes and keegan murray too jaybo hitting his stride and this is like two off games in a row for Wieskamp. let's say Wieskamp gets back to his normal self and frederick too he hasn't played yeah <laughs> i mean luke you were down on iowa a few weeks ago if they had like a bad loss or two i don't know i'm not too down on yeah. iowa 
I never got too dumb, but it was it was a little scary to see them mm-hmm. get ran out of the gym a few times, which was a little scary, especially against Minnesota. I guess Minnesota had that Brandon Johnson game though, where the guy was yeah. like eight of nine from three. <laughs> How was, often is that going to happen? I was like, please just miss one, and he said, no, nah, nope. I don't feel like nope. it. Um, but then the Big Ten obviously never disappoints, and the big game in the Big Ten that night, Indiana at eight, Wisconsin, excellent game, double OT, double OT, Wisconsin gets a win at home, Indiana. This win would have meant a lot for Indiana, um, especially with Armand without Armand Franklin playing. This Indiana team arguably their best guard, probably, maybe. And Indiana's competitive in every game, seven and five. Exactly, they're, they're yeah. gonna be a team that I think should make the tournament if they're mm. if they're over five hundred. Mm. I don't know because this is Indiana. They play. They go as far, in, in my opinion, as Trace Jackson Davis will take them. And he played Incredible. pretty good. That he game. played almost. He perfect. was he was decent from the field. He was dishing the ball pretty yeah, well. Getting some fair. assists out there, and they still lost. Now, granted, they played against a very good Wisconsin team, at experienced home. And, and at home, at home, and that's the reason the Badgers won that game. Is experience, experience, mm-hmm. experienced teams win double overtime games, and that showed, especially from Demetric Trice. Mm-hmm. And he Tyler Wall hit in some clutch shots. Too. Wall yes. hit some big shots too. Wall, yeah. Wall was it in double overtime, but it was Demetric Trice in single and regulation. And yes. regulation. I mean the overtime. The overtime. The two overtimes I thought were just were officiated just fine. However, in the last five minutes of regulation, it was extremely poor. Trace Jackson Davis goes in for a layup at the end, kind of at the buzzer, and he got hacked pretty bad, in my opinion, by Nate Reavers. Um, it was kind of a bad no call, and then they had some other missed calls leading up to it. But hey, that's what happens in college basketball. I mean, in the Big Ten's physical conference, I think TJD sh- still should have made that layup, even though he got fouled. Um, but couldn't come through. Indiana played a pretty good team game, uh, but at the end of the day, like you said, Wisconsin's experience came through. Mm-hmm. And fun fact Wisconsin's average age of their starting lineup is actually older than the average age of the Chicago Bulls starting lineup. That's crazy. Which is kind of insane. That is insane. That's a classic Wisconsin team. They breed. They breed to be there for the long haul. That's yeah. kind of how it works. The five years. The five year kind of guy. Yep. <laughs> five years. Exactly. Uh, and then Kevin S- Pango should have went. Pango. To, he should have went to Wisconsin. He should have. <laughs> he would have fit right in. He would fit right in. Uh, and we got SMU at home after a loss to uh, Houston, and then they lose to Cincinnati at home. Since he stinks, they're terrible. Since so he's now three loss. and six, and that is not what you were looking for if you were SMU. Yeah, SMU, Luke. Smooth. I'm still high on You're a knee. That's I it. <laughs> I don't think they're, they're nothing can special. You, can you just can hop we, off can SMU? Can we please hop off can SMU? You, can you please hop off? No, it's not going to happen. They're, they're not doing anything this year. Well, they're susceptible to losing to teams that aren't that great, first of all. And I would say that that makes them a bad team. But they are, also, <laughs> they are also capable of beating teams that are Like who? Good. Who have they beaten that are good? Well, Go look at their resume. Let's check her out here because I. This is believe... a fact check because I feel like you were talking out of your ass for a second right there. <laughs> I think it's probably true. They beat Dayton and they had a chance to pull to like kind of keep it close with Houston. They okay, Dayton's shots. bad and they lost to Houston, so I have yet to see a good win on this their resume. <laughs> I think smooth smooth is uh the sink the ship is sinking here. I'm still gonna hop on because There's I, a hole because in the I believe right now. I believe in Kendrick Davis. That's the only reason. Mm. Okay. We'll have to see on that one. We'll see how that uh, how that ages. Yeah, um, probably not like some fine wine. Probably like some fine milk. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, my prediction on Gonzaga going undefeated 
in the regular season WCC tournament. That's I think it. that's aging pretty well because yes. uh, they had probably their toughest challenger in the West Coast Conference come come into Spokane and play them, and it was never really close. They whooped they whooped BYU. There's no 86-69, and Gonzaga trailed for zero minutes in this game. Did you guys see Jalen Suggs' like full court pass? Oh, that was nice. Yeah, he that got the nice. rebound and like immediately just reared back and just chucked it. It was like his good old football days he, in high school. Jalen Suggs is has it? really good court vision. Yes, he's like a phenomenal very very player. good. Court he's a vision. phenomenal player. Although he tends to be a little bit of a wiener with fouls and injuries. Some 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 have have said say, that. Some have said some that. Some have said that. But he's at the end of the day, he's a stud he's out a, there. In my opinion, the best, best freshman in the nation. Best freshman, I would agree. Luke would could be pa- others. Could otherwise. be passed up later by Hunter Dickinson. Hunter yeah. Dickinson, I want to see him do this consistently through January and maybe February, and then. And at that, and yeah, at that point, he definitely would be in the conversation. Because if you're putting guards and numbers in the Big Ten, as a, as a center, I don't see how anybody can kind of go above you as freshman mm-hmm. of the year. And that's no disrespect to Suggs because he is an excellent player, mm-hmm. and I think he'd thrive in pretty much any conference this year. But he's also playing the WCC. So, uh, but then we have probably the biggest letdown I've ever seen in like a college basketball game with Northwestern. At Tale home, of two halves at home losing lightly. They lost eighty-one to fifty-six to Illinois. They were up fifteen at halftime. Northwestern was. They get outscored in the second half, fifty-three to thirteen. They made two field goals the entire second half. That means that two field goals, that, two, two. They could have. They had Illinois quadru- could have played. I think I could shoot half-court shots the entire second half and make at least two. Like, every time I drive down the court, un- possible, I would be actually. unguarded, and I would have a half-court shot. That would be what? Like, maybe 40 half-court shots in one half? All I'd have no. to make is, like, two. Am I doing math wrong here? It would probably be... 30-ish. 30-ish? Yeah, 30-ish. Still, that's how bad bad. the second half it was. It's terrible. And they were playing... They were, like, pounding inside, too, and trying to get something going. And at the end, they just started hucking threes. But (laughs) it was bad. They had quadrupled the turnovers. They did to to made field goals in the second half. (laughs) So, that's... That's so bad. That's awful. And at the end of the day, I mean, you can't shoot 8%. In a half of college basketball in Division One, and, and, no, and expect to win the game, they shot eight percent second half, and this is what it did to their overall numbers. By the way, in the first half, they shot fifty-one percent, and by the end of the game, they're down to thirty-two percent. They dropped nineteen percent in field goals in one half. That is stocks plummeting right there. That's bad. But hey, Kofi That's Colburn bad. is an absolute. He's a man. He's a goddamn monster. He's a goddamn There's no monster. other way to say it. I mean, he took over this game more than anybody else, and it wasn't really. I think even he close. had like eight straight points, and they were all like pounded down low points, and it yeah. was just asserting dominance, asserting dominance. Easy double double for Coburn. I mean, the only was Northwestern's front court was playing really well the first half, and they let him down the second half. But I tell you what, Northwestern's guard play has cost them games the past couple of games. Yeah, Boo Boo with another goose egg, and Audige only with four points. And Miller Cop did not hit a three again. This is the second straight game. Is this Boo Boo's like second game in second, recent memory with a goose egg? Second goose egg in a row. That is so two goose eggs. Michigan and then Illinois. Yeah. And Northwestern's got a good front court, but you can't expect them to perform to the extreme extent that they have mm-hmm. in uh, in the Big Ten against the front courts they have to play against. I mean, Ryan Young's a good piece off the bench. Pete Nance is is a really good player down low. He's really athletic, but. The guards for Northwestern have to get going if they want to, want to continue the success that they had earlier. It's a good mm-hmm. point. It's a good point. 
I think any other games that night or no? I mean, UCLA going on the road to Arizona State and eking it out. Arizona State without, like, four players, by the way, including Remy Martin. Was Walton on that one? He Walton was. was on that one. He was in prime mode. He was prime Walton. Walton this mode. whole year has been prime. Yeah, he's been, he's been above and beyond previous Walton. He's been say. in the zone. Because Walton's at the age where he doesn't give a rip if he gets fired or anything like that. He's no. just like, I'm going to say what I want, and if you want to fire me at ESPN, you can. Yeah, because that'd be, care. like, your one billionth bad decision yep. in, like, recent years because ESPN just sucks. Yeah, very true. Very <laughs> true. Um, but some... Some nice highlights from Arizona State, a little bit without Remy Martin. Verge had a had or he didn't have a double double. He played well though. Um, Marvin Bagley, the freshman though, he had a double double with eleven and eleven. So mm-hmm. he's Marcus Bagley. That's Marvin. Mar- Mar- Marvin's his brother, right? Marcus, yeah, it's Marcus, Marcus Bagley. Bagley. Yeah. So you know some bright spots for Arizona State going forward. Hopefully, they can kind of get on a roll. Uh, and then we move into tonight, which not too many. Good games on the slate. Friday is um, a typical by any means. down day for college basketball. Yeah, because yeah. then you have great Saturday slates, obviously. Um, and the big game tonight would be Purdue looking for a big win uh, against 23 Michigan State. I believe they had the East Lansing for that one. Yes, they do. Uh, that'll be on FS1. And Michigan State's favored by six. I don't know how much I like that right now because I don't think Michigan State's guard play is where it needs to be. Aaron Henry's playing well, but... As far as I can see, I think they need to pick it up a little bit more. I think that with their win over Rutgers, that that inspired a lot of confidence in Michigan State, and I think that was their first Big Ten win, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. They were only three prior to that game. I think that they actually pick, get this I think that they cover. win by ten this game. They'll cover. I can see that happening too. I'm gonna get behind that as well. I like Purdue in this one actually. To win or to To win. Oh wow, win outright. All right. Even even if they don't win, I think they lose by less than If six. Purdue wins uh, Travion's going to have to have a big game. Which I think he can. I think he can too, but I think Michigan State comes out with a lot of confidence. Because you can't, you can't put the skinny dude Bingham on Travion Williams. That He's going to go to work. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that Isaiah Thompson needs to step up for Purdue tonight. Uh, same with Eric Hunter. Uh, because the guard play, if it's there for Purdue, pretty scary team. But unfortunately, it hasn't really been there as much this year as they were probably hoping for. Uh, and then if you really want to catch... The Maction team, Toledo, they're on CBSSN tonight if you want to watch what we're talking about. Uh, then we get into Saturday's games. Ohio State at 15 Rutgers. Rutgers looking to bounce back after two straight losses. Ohio State 8-3, and three, Rutgers 7-3. and Going to be a good one, the Big Ten. Is there a line on this game yet? I don't see a line. There's no line yet. I'm going to tell you why Rutgers is going to win this However, game. right now it looks like it's about 50-50 on BPI. Yeah, and I think that's actually fair. I think mm-hmm. this should be a near a pick-em game. game. Rutgers is going to win because the last game. No, 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 no. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're pissed at Ohio State yeah. because last time they played Ohio State, mm. I don't think it that... was some of the worst officiating I've seen all year. I mean, Miles Johnson got called fouls on him for literally just breathing. And, <laughs> and all Rutgers players after the game tweeted out, like, in the rack, 17 days, none of this cheating bullshit. So they're fired up. And not only are they fired up about that, they're fired Previous up about game. how much like dog poop they looked like against Michigan State. It was bad. I think this Rutgers team is too good and too experienced to go have another bad game and to drop another game to Ohio State, who I don't is think a Ohio State good can sweep team, them. but I don't think they can sweep them. I think EJ Liddell is going to still dominate, Yeah, but fair. it's all up to Miles Johnson. CJ, as long as he stays out of foul trouble, I think Rutgers wins this game. CJ Walker's out this game, too, for Ohio State. Oh, okay. That's a key piece for them. So, so I mean, Washington's going to have more on his plate. Dwayne. See if he can step up. He stepped up pretty well. Yeah, Washington's not season. a bad player by any means. But, I mean, 
Ohio State's going to need to use the bench a little bit more today. So I don't know if they can do that. I know Rutgers can't really do that. But I don't know. You say, you say that about Rutgers, but I think that they look like they don't have much depth when they have a lot of their guys injured, which they still do now. But don't forget, Caleb McConnell came back for Rutgers. He's a good piece off the bench. Mulcahy, right. they have guys off the bench that can contribute. It's fair. It's a valid point. Uh, we have Duke back in action. Wake Forest goes on the road to Duke. Wake Forest 3-2. They put up a fight against Virginia. I, I'm i just saying I really want Wake Forest to win this they game. They beat Duke last badly. year. So oh, me Duke too. Last year. I would love to see it. It would be awesome if they could win that. A real treat. Win that again. Um, but then we got probably the game of the day. Four Texas on the road at 14 West Virginia. I like Texas in this one. Me too. And I like Texas in general. by about 10 points. Yes. I like Texas in general as well. So whatever the line is for Texas, I would expect them to cover I don't know about you guys. But. Yeah, especially with, once again, West Virginia not having Oscar Shibway. I think Texas can be able to pound it down low. I, like I think Texas they win lot. this game. Yes, I like Texas a lot. Uh, we got 9 Tennessee going on the road to 6-3 and three A&M, who I think just got a win against Auburn, who was looking good against Arkansas at least. But Tennessee, it's a road game, potential trap game. I don't see it. I think Tennessee has a better matchup, though, so I think yes. Tennessee wins. Um Depending on the line in this game, I might pick AM to cover, but it depends. If the line is about seven, I don't know. It would have to be up by nine. I'm not in on AM. Buzz has not really done as much at AM as I thought he would. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's taken a sweet old time. I don't know. He hasn't gotten his recruits in either, really. He's had more time than you'd think. He's had, he's had two years. He's had some years. So, but I mean. We'll see. I mean, U10 all day. Don't, yes. don't think twice about it. Agreed. Can get behind that one, definitely. We got some A10 action. VCU back in action. VCU is a 9-2 team, by the way. I think yeah, they're VCU's okay. sneaky good. They got Rhode Island at home. Rhode Island's probably going to run into a wall again. <laughs> Rhode Island's ran into a lot of walls this year. They've really, been, strugg- really been struggling. Um, sadly, Michigan won't be playing tomorrow because Penn State canceled like their four upcoming games in the Big Ten. Um, so that's just kind of... Story worthy. Uh, two Baylor heads on the road to Horned Frogs. I think Horned Frogs can get embarrassed at home for the second game in a row. I believe so as well. And I feel bad because it's a team I root for out of more like sympathy, and it's and it's cool to root. That's for a tough. That's a tough stretch. Team. Kansas than Baylor. I mean, well, you can't really ask for much worse. So, yeah, it's kind well of if they play Texas in the next game. Uh, then that then would it be, gets a little. That's worse. about murder's row right there. So, uh, Tortilla Pros eighteen Texas Tech go on the road to Iowa State and Hilton. In Hilton, at Hilton Magic. No fans, See, this so. is one. Is the lames. line's not out? Is it lames? No, but I like I like Texas. I like Texas Tech. I like lames in full full mode. Lames is so so mode. Texas Tech. Yes. By lames, you mean okay? Yes. Uh, we got Oklahoma at number six. Kansas, some good ones in the Big Twelve. Mm. I'm actually thinking about this. I whatever the Kansas. line is, I think Oklahoma covers whatever. Yeah, because Kansas is, is going to be favored by a decent yeah. amount, probably, probably six. six points. Yeah, probably going to be like, like a Pito's, minus six and a half. Pedo Stash and Oklahoma cover this one. I can see that happening. Yeah, for sure. So if you're betting, I would probably bet on Oklahoma if you're looking at the line. Well, we don't know the line. We don't know the line. Well, in see, okay, this is this my is one top. gripe with like the gambling world. Why don't they release the lines like three days in advance? I mean, they do and on some sites. They, they do on some sites, but ESPN has released it later. Okay. When you release it early, a lot of people hop on the early lines for me and awful yeah so that's why espn because they don't want to lose money because they already have lost money enough money after losing so by many going rate, by going woke, so many ratings say. so many ratings that they've <laughs> lost that's a fair point um so that's trying to compensate so yeah that's kind of tough um but 19 clemson on the road at unc unc seven and four 
they kind of need a win, and a win at home against the leader of the ACC right now I think would be kind of big. Could they get it done against Clemson? I I really think they can. I think I think they can. I'm going to pick UNC in this game, personally. Yeah, I'm going to go UNC as well. A sneaky little little upset, I and guess. For, and but for not, the, it probably won't be the – the line will be probably – Pick them, pick them, probably. Yeah, yeah, it'll probably be about a pick. Like, UNC is not great this year, but they're not awful like they were last exactly. year. They've still got some pieces that can exactly. contribute. It's a good point. It's a good point. Absolutely. And then moving in, pretty much the last important game of the day um, – or we have two in the in the. Or we have one in the Pac-12. Hashtag Paction. Paction. Washington State's nine and one. Go on the road to seven and three. Stanford, who looked really good last night, may I add. Stanford and this is Washington. just shitty Pac-12 basketball, to be honest with you. Washington State is nine and one. <laughs> I know, but the Pac-12, Pac-12 sucks. Things, <laughs> things. There's no point in tuning into any of those. And games. then LSU's back in action against Ole Miss, who's six and three. So hopefully LSU can LSU kind of rebound. Can, yep. Cam Thomas Keep it going. better shooting game. Hopefully. Um, and hopefully they can pull that out. And then we got Providence at Xavier. Xavier has not looked super great lately. And this is on Sunday, correct? And this is on Sunday, yes. The Lord's Day, so nice. <laughs> you guys think Providence can pull it out? No. I think it's at Xavier. Xavier probably wins. Yes. And it's not like Xavier's like been incredible this year by any means, but I think they pull that game out. Go X. Go X. I don't know. I like you know I like Xavier to win, but I like Providence to cover whatever the line is. Um, and it's then, bold of you to say Providence to cover whatever the line is when you don't know what the line is. <laughs> well, Providence, it's I bold. Even, I could see Providence winning this game. Like yes, he could. Um, Fair, but you know, obviously a lot of factors depend on it. Yeah. Uh, then we have big rematch in Iowa City. Sixteen Minnesota heads on the road to five Iowa. I think Iowa dominates this game. I don't think they let whatever happened to them happen again. Yep, I don't think that one guy's gonna hit like Brandon Johnson. Ain't hitting eight, he ain't hitting eight threes again. No <laughs> if, way. If he does, you'll hear about it from us on Twitter. Just, just saying, and it's probably gonna be me on Twitter. By the way, that you'll hear it from. <laughs> um, That's fair. Uh, then we got interesting MVC action. Even though you and I is not that good right now, Bradley goes on the road to you and I. Potential trap game for Bradley. I think you and I does win this game. I know you're really high on Bradley, but I don't think you and I is as bad as people think because they lost a lot of games at the start of the year when they were in that one tournament. Yes. Um, they played like a lot of Power Five schools. They did. I still that you and I still has AJ Green, mm-hmm. one of the best, one of the least known really good three point shooters in the nation. Mm-hmm. I think you and I takes that game. A, a two surprising two and seven you and I team. Yeah. Two and seven. Uh huh. That's crazy. I like Bradley on this one, but I'm also a huge Bradley guy. I'm gonna pick Bradley. This and this isn't even the, the best. This isn't even the best MVC game exactly. of the day. That's we got Loyola at Drake. Oh, that's the best MVC game of the day by far. 100%. You're absolutely right. Drake, the second best team in Iowa right now. You could even argue the first best team in Iowa. No record based. Yes, by, rec- by record. By record, sure. Not but by talent. Yes, but I'll, I'll take Drake in that game. I Me think as well. that they're the best team in the NBC. Drake is a very good team. I mean, like I said, I think not having Liam Robbins on Drake is actually going to hurt them. I don't think they have the big presence, and I think Cam Crutwig dominates this game, and Loyola gets it done on the road. I think both things are true. I think Cam Crutwig does He's dominate, but I think Drake does pull out Drake the win at the this. end of the day. Uh, and then for the Sunday night basketball game, we got Maryland number twelve, Illinois. With the way Illinois is playing, I don't see him losing to Maryland right now. Me neither. Probably not. Also, the way Maryland was playing, they just had a big, big letdown. So. Yeah, big letdown. A Turgeon, I don't know. The what Turgeon special. Is. Yeah, Mark Turgeon is just a not my favorite, not coach. my favorite coach in the world. And by the way, Loyola will play on the road at Drake two days in a row because that's how some conferences are doing it. Yeah. So that's going to be a really interesting two days for Missouri Valley basketball. 
We'll see. Does that recap all the games on Sunday? It does it recap does all the games on Sunday. All right. So we will hopefully be back in like another three days. And by the way, we uh, we might have an interview coming up with a Wooden Player of the Year voter. So stay tuned for that, Made in March Nation. And until next time, this is Made in March.